Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Before the break, I was speaking to David Brennan, a family friend of Vicky Phelan, who it has been announced has died at the age of 48. And we, of course, were talking about her as a mother, as a person, as a friend, but everything that she stood for because she came to prominence with the cervical check scandal back in 2018. And we're going to be taking your reactions and and thoughts and the, the, the text machine has blown up because she had such an impact on us all. We have News Talks court correspondent Frank Graney with us now. Frank, can you remind us a little of how the whole story unfolded of Vicky Phelan? Well, I was lucky enough, honoured and privileged to have met Vicky on a number of occasions over the years. And the first time I met Vicky was in April 2018. And I remember sitting in a dusty courtroom in the High Court on the 25th of that month as this incredibly brave woman sat in a witness box outlining to a packed court through a steady stream of tears that she was dying. She was 43 years of age. She was given a year to live and unsurprisingly she defied the odds and at the the time of her death in the early hours of this morning, as you say, she was 48. And such as her legacy, her memory will undoubtedly live on forever because after refusing to sign a confidentiality confidentiality agreement on that day, she stepped out onto the steps of the four courts and she told the world her story. And by doing so, as we all know, at this stage, she lifted the lid on one of the greatest medical controversies this country has ever seen, the cervical check controversy. We heard through her own testimony and evidence from medical experts that in 2011 she underwent a smear test. This was as part of the National Screening Programme. Her sample was sent to a lab in the US and she was later given the all clear. No abnormalities detected. Life went on. She underwent another smear test then three years later in 2014. That sample was sent to the same lab, Clinical Pathology Laboratories Incorporated. They're based in Austin in Texas. And just one month later, she was told she had cervical cancer. Now, the reason she ended up in court is because she later found out that the all clear result that she was given back in 2011 was wrong. An internal review uh, in 2014 found her original results to be incorrect. But remarkably, Vicky wasn't told of this until 2017. So not only had her cancer been missed on that occasion, but she wasn't made aware of it until years after the false negative came to light. And as a result, her cancer had been missed. It grew undetected for years. And she said that if she'd known about it in time, she would have asked for more scans. She would have been more proactive. She would have taken more control over her illness. But she felt that she had been left in the dark. And she even wondered if they were just waiting for her to die so that it would go away. Um, She sued for damages. Obviously, given the fact that she wasn't given long to live, you know, going through that process was the last thing that she wanted to spend her time on. But she wanted to provide for her husband and her two kids now aged 16 and 10 um, after she was gone. She wanted them provided for. And she went on to settle the case against that lab for two and a half million euro with no admission of liability. So they paid out, but nobody claimed responsibility for what happened to her. And Frank, how harrowing were those court cases to to witness. I mean, we, you may have heard David Brennan there speaking before the break about how 
difficult it was for women to sit and have to defend what they went through at a time where they were so ill. And it wasn't just Vicky Phelan who went through this. Well, that's the thing. I mean, as we now know, hundreds of more women uh, came forward and many more of them have had to go through the same grueling process as Vicky did back in 2018. And, you know, it's, it's a day in court that has stuck with me throughout the years. I vividly remember what she said about how all of this has affected her family. You know, they were all that was on Vicky's mind right up to the end. And she said it was very difficult on the kids in particular because, you know, as she was undergoing treatment, she missed bringing them on little day trips to see castles all around Ireland. That was something that they loved doing together as a family. And she said she just missed the day to day running of a busy house. Um, we heard that right up until about a month before that court appearance. Vicky worked as an educational manager at Waterford IT. Colleagues of hers described her as a high achiever. They said that she was highly motivated and she certainly didn't allow her terminal prognosis to find her final days. She knew she was dying and yet she still used the years that she had left to raise awareness and to help others. She drew remarkable strength from it and she used whatever platform she could to shine a torch on that dark chapter. So many women came forward after she spoke on the steps of the courthouse again back in 2018. She touched many lives and I have no doubt that she saved many too. You know, she might be gone, but I think it's fair to say she'll never be forgotten. Her legacy will live on forever. And while her kids and family and indeed the whole country will grieve hard for her today, she'll never stray far from her thoughts and her memories. And the history books will speak of someone who died desperately trying to help others. We all owe a great debt to Vicky Field and she was a remarkable woman. Agreed. Will you stay on the line, please? Frank Graney there, News Talks. News Talks court correspondent. I wanted to bring in Senator Lynn Ruan. Um, Lynn, you met Vicky several times. What kind of impact did she have on you? God, she had a, a massive impact. I, I remember the first time uh, meeting Vicky, we were on a panel together in UCC, it was, and uh, we first connected really, I think, through humour. I think Vicky was incredibly uh, funny. And uh, I remember we were sitting on the stage and we were chatting and we ended up having conversations about, uh, you know, she was talking about being a working class woman in academia. And we spoke about, you know, different things that we shared in our histories, in our lives, how we grew up. And we kind of just connected on that level, even beyond the, the campaigning, I suppose, and the important work that Vicky did. And I think that's what's so beautiful about Vicky is that, she was she was a campaigner and obviously she um you know she was an activist and she she was she would accept nothing but the truth but she was also extremely down to earth extremely funny and ex- extremely generous with her time you know and her advice and uh just being able to connect with her on a, on a, on a real human level too um we've met at a number of events then afterwards where we would you know, we we had, uh, you know, late night drinks in, in, in a fancy hotel after an awards night where she was being uh, recognised for all her bravery and hard work. And she, she was just always so humble about it, you know, and was just, yeah, she, 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 she was an incredibly funny person. And I think that's what I'm, I'm hanging on in, in my memory of her. I think the impact stuff is, like, she had an impact on the country. She had an impact on, I think, most households in the country uh, as she couldn't not. But it's very hard to also um, kind of like she shouldn't have had to go. She shouldn't have had to have that impact, you know, so you always feel the injustice of that, you know. So in commemorating the impact she had, 
there's also a sorrow there that she was in a position in the first place to, to, to leave this impact on us, even though we obviously are very grateful for, for everything that she did and everything that she said and for her determination to, you know, always be on the side of truth and justice. Yeah, you know? agreed, agreed. She would have been far happier to live that very beautiful, ordinary life away exactly. from the spotlight with her, her friends and family. And it wasn't the first time she was left fighting for her life. So you would even understand if she had have just gone under with this huge, serious blow. But instead, she chose to speak out and to speak up. And I think that's what will really stick with all of us, that she, she took that fight on for, for everybody 100%. else. Exactly. I mean, this morning when the news came in, I was in a, in a room with Senators Alice Mary Higgins and, and Francis Black and their political staff at a, at a policy thinking when the news came in. And I just seen it come, out, come up on my phone and I shared it in the room and everything just stopped. You know, you could feel like everybody just stopped. Nobody could really think about even getting back into the policy work. Everyone just really needed a moment to, to think about her and remember her and really process that news even though you know it's it's coming because Vicky obviously shared so openly the journey that she was on, but it still has that same profound impact on you because you know the huge loss that that is um, to her family and her friends and, and, and the country. And, and I can imagine that everybody that's seen that news come in this morning were kind of a little bit frozen in that for a moment all around the country at, at, at every kitchen table. I mean, my own, I remember when Vicky first came out um, of the court that day and learning then all about the, the, the smear tests. And I think the year previous, I, it was my first clear smear test after having many rounds of grade four precancerous cells removed. And I remember so many women also, you know, having to go and check their health status and make sure that their last smears were actually correct. And, and she just kept that fight up and that education up. And I think there's so many more women in Ireland now highly educated around uh, their own healthcare and asking those questions. And she became such an advocate and she had such strong advocacy around fighting for what she and other women deserved in, for, in healthcare in Ireland. And I think she has inspired many of us to continue that and to take that baton from her now and to continue her work into the future. Yeah, because, I mean, it's not about gender, regardless of how you identify, yeah. you know, men, absolutely still saw her as the shining light that she was. Oh, totally, but 100%. As women, we are so grateful. You, you are going to feel it if you're somebody who has gone for a smear test. That yeah. just it made it a bigger impact. She is a hero to women. She she is a hero to women. And I think exactly, in my, I mean, listening to Frank speak about her there, I think her truth, her grit, her determination, her wit, her intellect, I think, that's, that will be admired by, by women and everyone, every, every uh, gender, uh, you know, men and women and families. And I think, I don't think there's anybody across Ireland that can't admire uh, who she is and, and what she's done. And what about the, the change then that she hoped to bring about, Lynn? Do you think mm. we are going to get that within the, the health service? Um, well, I mean, there's still a lot of a lot of work to do, and that's exactly where our heads turned to this morning when the news came in and we had processed the information is that we need to now, you know, be ensure that that change happens. Like, I mean, there is still smears, um, you know, it's, it is still outsourced. You know, we have other issues in relation to women and endometriosis, having to travel abroad, not getting access. And these all are encompassed under that same umbrella of, 
you know, women being able to access healthcare in their own country and to be able to trust that that healthcare that they're receiving. Um, so that stuff is all still there. And I, I would like to think that we get there where women have adequate healthcare and know that when they go, you know, for a smear or for a doctor or for a scan or whatever it is that they need, that they're receiving the highest quality of care. And that they know, and that people know that women usually are the experts in, you know, their own symptoms and their own healthcare, and that we can advocate for ourselves at that level within our own country, and that we're not outsourcing uh, healthcare to other countries or the laboratory aspect yeah. to other countries. And I think, as politicians, we have a lot to do, and we are standing on the strength of what Vicky has done, but we have a lot to do to make sure that she didn't fight that in vain, and that we do. Uh, we do mirror the grit and determination that she had to ensure that things changed in Ireland. Yeah, but you're so right, as well as system changes or, you know, failures that were unearthed that need to be righted. At the same time, she empowered women to go with their gut feeling and speak up for themselves and not be dismissed when it comes but to he, your health. Exactly. And even with the, non, the, the confidentiality clause, there's so many people in Ireland, whether it be because of health, whether it be because of institutional abuse, that feel that they just have to sign, that it's a formality that you sign a confidentiality clause. So I think even beyond the, the, the realm of health, she, sh- she also showed what it was like to stand up to a powerful system, to stand up to the institutions and go, I will not be silenced. You know, and I think that that also gives strength and empowerment to women to go to trust what they're saying and to not be silenced when it comes to their own lives, their own health care, and obviously the well-being of their families. So I think what she did is she didn't only stand up on the grounds of health. She also, she also stood up to power in such a huge way. You know, I can't imagine having to be in a packed court, having to give that type of testimony, have to be sitting at tables with, you know, doctors and states and lawyers, and to just stand there true in her strength and stand up to power and refuse to be silenced. And I think... You know, I, I think that impacts everybody and I think it gives us all uh, hope that we can all stand in air truth too and refuse to be silenced on behalf of, you know, any injustice in the country. Absolutely. Senator Lynn Moran, thank you for talking to me today and also News Talks court correspondent Frank Graney to come to some of your texts, 53106, it'll cost you 30 cent. And you can also email lunchtime live at newstalk.com. Hard to fathom that Vicky Phelan is no longer with us, says one. She needs her own statue to celebrate the inspirational woman that she was. So sorry to hear about Vicky. A sad day for her husband and children. Rest in peace. Beautiful, brave Vicky from Noreen in Galway. I'm so sad to hear this as another. What a wonderful, courageous woman. Because I think we all hoped that she would defy the odds. I know that she had recently travelled to the US and gone on a new drug trial and that somewhere in the advancements of science she wouldn't come to this day but sadly she has. We are all in Vicky Phelan's deaths as another to fight so hard for the women of Ireland when she was so sick and another one says where would so many women have been without Vicky's bravery? Well indeed and you know her fight and her speaking out led to the establishment of the 221 plus support group and everything that followed. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.
Now, we have, of course, been talking about Vicky Phelan on the show today. It has been announced that she has died at the age of 48. And we've been talking about her legacy and the impact that she had on those who met her and even those of us who did not. Uh, There are not words to describe the impact that Vicky made on our society, says a texter. Her legacy for Manana Heron is immeasurable. I hope her family can take some comfort in knowing that she has saved thousands and that they feel all the love from so many of us at this sad time. And another says, I'm so devastated beyond belief at Vicky's passing. I too had to endure a court process because of cervical check failings to my health. I met Vicky, being one of the women in the 221 plus support group. She empowered me to keep going and I did and I'm forever grateful and blessed to have met her. Ireland has lost a national treasure today. We have Leah on the line on Lunchtime Live here on News Talk. Hi, Leah. Why did you get in touch? Hiya, Claire. Um, first of all, condolences to Vicky's family. It's just very, very sad news, obviously, today. Yeah, because um, to us, she's she's an icon. Um, but to them, she's a mum, a sister, yeah. a friend. So, yes, absolutely. You're so right. Yeah. And I'm a mother myself to two boys. And I just... I, I just can't imagine how they're feeling, to be honest. But the reason I rang was because, um, personally, it's striking a chord with me because I was just saying to Ross earlier on the phone that I can't fathom what it's like to have inaccurate smear test results because I've been through abnormal smears a few years back and um, I had laser surgery to remove cells and it's a, just a very frightening experience like going for smear test alone is daunting for any young woman and then waiting for the results as well whether they're good or bad or whatever like it's very frightening process but obviously the huge relief to hear that your smear test results are normal you know that's a big relief and it's it puts your mind at ease. But I can't fathom, I just can't fathom, like I'm obviously thinking of Lindsay Bennett today as well. Um, Just remember, like just try, trying to put myself in their shoes, receiving those results, but they weren't the right results. I know. And I mean, for the, the experience that you went through to have something abnormal show up on your smear and then be told but this is the line of treatment you know we're catching it early you're going to have laser surgery you're going to be fine yeah but to find out that you're facing terminal illness and you weren't told and you weren't even given that opportunity I mean I still feel it now even after the cervical check scandal when I get a result back I'm wondering can I can I trust this I know and you see that's that's the impact that that whole thing has had on women is that can you actually believe that your results are accurate? You know, it's it's just so frightening. And um, so angering as well. I mean, today is, of course, about celebrating Vicky Phelan um, and yeah, everything and her that she stood and for. Everything she did. But yeah. it does bring an it does bring an anger because it does bring it all back. Yeah. Why we know who she is. I'm glad yeah. we knew who she was and that she touched our lives. 
But she should have just been living out her days in Anacotti and we didn't know who Vicky Phelan was unless yeah. you met her, her personally. She shouldn't have had to go through what she did. Her family no. shouldn't be going through what they are now. Likewise, Lindsay Bennett and the, the other women in a similar situation. They've all come to national and probably international attention because of something so painful. But like, I'm thankful that, you know, they had the courage to speak up on it. And I'm sure it has happened to loads of women that didn't or weren't, they just weren't able to put up the fight that they did. But um, I don't know. I, I, it, it, yeah, it, it was, it was, it did make me quite angry, very angry because I had three laser surgeries done to remove abnormal cells when I was a bit younger. And thankfully, everything has been okay since. But each time I go for smear tests now, I'm very nervous and, you know, wondering, well, okay, if the nurse tells me everything is clear, everything is normal, can I actually 100% take that to be the absolute truth? But I suppose I think what she has taught us is that if we're not happy with something, we ask again and we go again. And if you feel you want a second opinion, you get that second opinion and you and you put yourself first. And there's nothing to say that we can't trust that, uh, especially yeah, with I'm, everything that was unearthed. So I don't want to put fear into people. I mean, I'm just trying no. to represent and I can hear you feel the same, that that's how women everywhere feel because yeah. of what went on. Exactly. And it's, no, it's not to instill fear. It's just to heighten the awareness of it. And especially the whole subject of getting a second opinion. Because I know in recent times there's been talk about people being sort of dismissed by their GPs. And I'm not, no, I'm not doing a big GP bashing thing here. But uh, people have highlighted when they go to their GP or they're a nurse or whatever, that they're concerns aren't kind of being taken seriously you know so I th- obviously the health system and GPs and nurses are under so much pressure since the pandemic and before that as well but that raises the, the subject of getting having the confidence to to question things and to do go for second and possibly third opinions yeah, until you and, feel comfortable and happy. And you're yeah. so right. That's what she represents. Leah, I'm so glad yeah. that things are are well for you now. And thank you for, for saying that today, because you're so right. There's so many women who feel similarly about that. And, you know, just to say, of course, you know, and I know Leah was saying it too. She's not trying to bash the medical service. There are so many amazing, brilliant people working within it. But there also are system failings particularly when it comes to women's health. And that's one thing that Vicky Phelan stood up for and against. And I think as women, we are very, very grateful. I'm joined on the line by Sinn Féin TD, Louise O'Reilly. Louise, you're on Lunchtime Live. Thank you for talking to us today. Thank you, Claire. Did you meet with Vicky Phelan yourself? I did, and I would have worked with Vicky and her uh, solicitor, Keenan. I just want to extend my deepest and most sincere condolences to, to Jim, to Amelia and Dara, to her mum and dad, uh, to our wider family, to our friends and, and everyone who, who loved her. Um, we really have lost a, 
a hero um, today. And I think the the outpouring of of grief is very evident on on social media, on the airwaves, and we we'll see it in the in the papers. I know tomorrow. Um, I think we we may never be able to quantify the the death that we owe Vicky, but her courage when in 2018 she stood on the steps of the High Court and shared with us um, her struggle, but also shared with us the fact that uh, she had had to hold out and resist signing a non-disclosure agreement that she had chosen to go public after, I mean, what was an incredible fight that she would be able to find the, the inner strength given her diagnosis, given all that she had going on in her life, that she was somehow able to find the, the inner strength to come forward and to go public uh, with, with what, you know, was very valuable information for all of us. And we be, we became, uh, we, we came to know it as the, the cervical check scandal. But, you know, what Vicky did took such tremendous courage, um, you know, and, and such bravery. And she didn't do it just for herself. She she did it for for all women and for all of us who use the cervical check screening service and um, I think it's important to say that that screening does save lives it failed Vicky but it, it does uh, screening does save lives and I know that Vicky never missed an opportunity um, to, to, to say to people you know to, to look after themselves to get your smear tests done but more importantly when you feel like something is wrong when you're not satisfied don't allow yourself to be dismissed go to your doctor talk to the health professionals um, and, and don't allow people to just sideline your concerns. But I think today is just such a hard day. Um, it's just so tough, so tough for, for all of our friends and family, but, but tough for those of us who would have looked up to her as, uh, as, as a campaigner and, and as an icon. And you're right, it, it was so brave because she could easily have chosen to, to take the settlement with the court case and then go on to, to have this battle, this this health battle and spend time with her friends and family in private. But she did it because she knew it was the right thing to do. And there's a real lesson in that because that doesn't come easy. And it, it, and it came at, at great cost um, to share your life in that way and, and, and continue to talk and give your time. Your yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, given Vicky's diagnosis back in, in, uh, in 2018 when she was on the, the steps of the, the High Court she would have been rather than her rights to say, well, you know, I've I've done this now. I'm, I'm now going to go and spend, um, you know, the precious time that I have left with my family and with my, my friends and loved ones. And she didn't. And she actually chose um, a very hard path, but the, the path of campaigning, the path of publicity. Um, and she did that to shine a light on what was a very broken system. And, and we have seen that. And uh, I know your, your colleague, uh, Andrea Gilligan, has covered issues around women's health um, on many occasions and what comes back from those discussions and and we'll know it's like you know Claire you and I probably have the same type of experiences is that sometimes women's concerns about their own health can be dismissed and can you know it seems like it's not being taken seriously and I think that that what Vicky did in her own quiet and determined way uh, was to shine a light on the the whole area of women's health care and uh, to, to give us uh, as women the courage to say, I'm not accepting that treatment. I'm not accepting being dismissed. I am going to speak up. I do want a second opinion. I do want uh, a follow-up appointment um, or whatever it is. And I think that's, 
so uh, that's so important that women would have that courage yeah. and yeah and um, what a legacy there has been what a legacy change yeah, yeah absolutely and, and i mean her legacy will be every single one of those women that uh, that put their hand up and every single one of those women who say no i'm not leaving until i get a satisfactory answer every single woman who refuses to be dismissed i think that that will be uh vicky's legacy but today is a day for our family and our friends and, and it, it's just such a, a very tough and, and hard time, you know, when we salute her spirit and, and her courage, but, you know, the, this disease took an, an immeasurable toll on, on her physical body and on, on her mental health and she showed courage and determination at every time, but geez, it must have been really tough. Yeah. You know, her, her yeah. body must have suffered um, and still she found the uh, the inner strength and the courage to come out and to encourage others uh, to do the same. And, yeah. you know, we, we all would have seen her at the, the Public Accounts Committee and the grace, the, the poise, the determination, though, that just came through every word, determined to make her point, determined to have her say, and determined to be that um, shining light for women. And, you know, I, I think it's hard, to, it's hard to find the words because the... You know, a lot, a lot of they it just has, don't do her justice. Said, yeah. No, they really it, don't. Yeah, it they was don't. very hard and, and to describe that that magic that you've touched on, and so many others have too. Sinn Fein TD Louise O'Reilly, thank you so much for coming on. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan, brought to you by Avant Money, weekdays at midday on News Talk. We have been taking your tributes today following the news that Vicky Phelan has died and Charlie Bird has sent us this message after hearing about her death. I'm completely heartbroken and devastated at the news of the passing of my new great friend Vicky Phelan. Vicky had been my hero since I met her around this time last year. When I went to meet her at her home in Limerick it turned out as if I was meeting an old pal. Almost for the past year Vicky has been my lifeline to keep fighting my terminal illness. Today we have all lost a national hero and one of the most incredible human being. My sympathies go out to her family, but also to all the women of Ireland who have lost a champion for their causes. Vicky Phelan will be close to my heart as long as I'm alive. We have all lost an incredible friend. Wow, that is a recording sent in by Charlie Bird. And Trina is on the line. Trina, what impact did Vicky Phelan have on your life? Yeah, how you doing, Claire? I think, like most women in Ireland today, um, I'm extremely sad to hear of the passing of Vicky. I didn't know Vicky personally, but I did reach out to Vicky um, a few years ago after her judgment um, came out and, and she went public. Um, and she very kindly, um, she had this brilliant uh, generosity of spirit where even strangers like me who reached out to her, she gave me advice because I'd been having some difficulties um, with doctors and being believed and being listened to and not getting proper um, care, actually. And she took time out um, and answered and conversed with me and gave me advice and gave me the language to use. And because of her, I'm extremely healthy today. I did have to have a major intervention and a major surgery. Um, and I remember when I saw her on the steps of the court, I turned to my mother and I said, Ma'am, I think I need further investigation. I'm not happy. And when I reached out to Vicky, she gave me the advice and I went private and I ended up getting looked after very, very well. But I really do believe that without Vicky, um, things could have been very different for me. And I just, I'm just like many, just, you know, just so sad today. Like um, she just, 
she just empowered women like me to say, do you know what, I know there's something wrong and I need you to investigate until you find what's wrong. And in my case, they did find what was wrong and I had the, the intervention and I'm living very well today because of Vicky. But it could have been a different story for me had I not gone back. And that's the problem with cervical, that's the problem with gynae. If women are not believed or not properly investigated, the um, the situation can can be in in many ways much worse than than it is if it's intervened very early. Yeah. So again, I'd like to express my condolences to our loved one and our beautiful family today. It's an extremely sad day for our. Because historically, women's health has been under-resourced, under-researched, misdiagnosed. But aside yeah. from the system, we as women have to play our part. As, as you said, you know, there is a, a, a kind of a feeling of, of, of slinking off and saying, oh, yeah, you know, sorry for bothering you. And you, yeah. you, you, you can't do that when it comes to your own health and your and your own life. And did you just reach out to her on, on social media, Trina? Yeah, never met her before. So I sent her a message um, on social media and she very kindly came back and asked me what the problem was. And another time, actually, I reached out to her when my dad had a cancer diagnosis and she again gave me some very good advice there. That led to my dad getting Pembro, that led to him getting more um, more time with us and that kind of thing. Now, the doctors were looking at it anyway, but because she gave me the language, I could converse with the doctors. So the, like, she just did so much good for so many people, for complete strangers at a time when really she 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 should have been um able to just you know do her own thing but she was just a, an amazing woman and i think the loss of her we'll all feel wow today. Well, yeah. trina yeah. thank you so much and i'm so glad to hear that things are are well for you now and and, and you know and, and for your dad as well but that is just incredible um Trina there and she's right I mean how many messages did Vicky Phelan receive how many other things did she have on her plate we know and yet she took the time to get back and advise and I think that's the that, that's the magic and that's what we're trying to to focus on today and celebrate uh, John Wall is a, a cancer campaigner and is on the line too hello John you're welcome to Lunchtime Live here on News Talk. Okay, thank you very much uh, for, for having me. And John, people are kind of asking, what now? I mean, obviously, we have to take a beat, feel the loss, feel the grief, you know, send our thoughts to our friends and family. But what about the accountability and what she was fighting for and continuing to push for what she started? Okay, I think first and foremost, it's uh, important to remember the person. And uh, personally, to extend my sincerest uh, sympathies to Jim, Amelia, Dara, extended family. Um, Vicky was a, a wife, uh, a mother, a sister, and a, a good friend. And that's the person that we remember today and her legacy. Uh, her legacy lives on and um, her voice um, her voice will live on as well. Accountability is something that uh, Vicky introduced us all to and uh, most importantly, introduced the system to. She held the system accountable for what happened to her and as a result ensured that the scandal that was exposed, that it, it, it became exposed directly as a result of uh, of Vicky's uh, decision on the steps of the High Court uh, back in 2018 when she went public. And uh, it has made a huge difference uh, to cervical check. It's made a huge difference uh, as... Uh, your last caller said about empowering women uh, to do what needs to be done um, to ensure that the treatment they get is fit, is proper, is fit for purpose. And But that fight goes on. And uh, I think Vicky's voice 
will be louder now than ever before. Um, her legacy is going to reverberate uh, right around our healthcare system uh, today and for many, many, many years to come. Uh, a remarkable woman with a remarkable voice. And as uh, your last call said, caller also said, the time that she gave others, despite everything that she was going through herself, was gargantuan. Uh, she gave up years of her life knowing um, what was ahead of her in terms of her own terminal illness. She gave up years helping others while still trying to live her best life, but at the same time help so many others live theirs. And uh, that's a legacy that will never be forgotten. And um, it's very heartwarming to hear Charlie uh, speaking in glowing terms, as he always does, about Vicky and their friendship, and Trina as well, that uh, she got checked as a result. That's that's a life saved. You can't put a price on that. And that's no. the, the person that she was and the, the legacy that she's uh, that's leaving she's leaving each and every one of us. And what an incredible human being to just have heart at the centre of everything that she did. To have so it's much going was. on and such a fight. I think that's the essence that I really want to to, to focus on because the, there was a magic there that that will be hard to, to equal that was just uh, individual to, to her, to Vicky Phelan. She touched she touched a nation and far beyond. She touched many nations. It's the type of person that she was. When she engaged with you, you felt her presence. And it wasn't just words. It's everything she said and she did came from the heart. And for me, that was so special. Uh, the friendship, um, it was from the heart. It was it was who Vicky Phelan was. And you didn't have to meet Vicky Phelan to have for her to have that remarkable uh, effect on you know as, as she did with so many people um she connected with everyone that she was able to connect with and you know she had many requests thousands and thousands and thousands of people got in touch insofar as she could she dealt with each and every one of those when she was able to do so and um that takes quite an extraordinary human being yeah. To be able to do something like that, knowing, knowing what your your your, your own body uh, is going through, and ultimately what it will lead to, and unfortunately that's what happened last night. But the the outpouring of um, of good wishes uh, from around the country um, is has been incredibly well received. Yeah, we're all feeling it today. We really are, and I'm sorry for your loss. Also, John Wall, cancer campaigner. Thank you very very much. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.